You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the game, yeah, building the game. Sick jumps. Is it going to fail again? I don't think so. I think that it was just the... Oh, thing was a little wobbly. Got You're wobbly. Yeah. Your face is wobble wobble. It's so close to you guys. Is that okay? Oh, is it? I mean, what? it's definitely closer to you guys. <laughs> but like this way. Me and Jason. Oh, because it kind of, it's recording like sideways and then choices. out. Yeah. yeah. It's, you don't know. Draw a I don't care. I'm just the host of the show. They don't need to hear me. Actually, looks like they can hear me just you fine based on the waveform. Yes. Yep. Me too. <clears throat> yeah. No. Probably you don't know how it feels. Hello and welcome to Building the Game. A documentary podcast. Yeah. Today, today is Monday. Actually, today is Saturday <clears throat> night at Origins on the 14th. 14th? 15th. 15th? You don't even get the actual date right, Rob. Whatever. Um, Neil's eating chapstick. Neil's mm, eating chapstick. Nom, 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 nom. Neil's ah. here. Jason Gutarski's here. Yo. We're at uh, Origins 2019 and we're uh, pretty beat. It's Saturday night. It's what is it, like 9 o'clock? Yeah, nine oh one. We're sitting at a table somewhere. The table that two hours ago I fell asleep on. Yeah, <laughs> it's a true story. Yeah. We're gonna eat dinner soon. True story. Uh, um. Yeah. So. Yeah. How's origins going, gentlemen? Good. Tiring. Yeah, it is tiring, right? Didn't get as much done as I wanted to, but no. still productive. Okay. Yeah. 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 I certainly feel older <clears throat> this year than I ever have in a previous year. Yeah. That's it from body. Yeah. That's yeah. from being older this year. <laughs> that's yeah. a thing. It's a real thing that happens. Yeah. You're pushing <laughs> fifty now, right? Oh, oh yeah. That's <laughs> what are you? Forty-six now. It's I'm 46. thirty-nine years old. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm the old man at the table here. Mm-hmm. What are you? Forty already? I am. I am forty now. Oh. Yeah. Rob's awesome. forty. Yeah. I'll do it. Good deal. So, all right, there's just a bunch of grumpy, tired <laughs> I feel gentlemen. good. I you feel, feel good. good? Good yeah. for you. I'm yeah. happy for you. We had a good weekend. We had a great, yeah. it's been a great It's origins. been really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Let's start with someone. Rob. I'll start. You didn't do much, so why don't you talk about I, that? I did a smart thing this year, and every time I played a game or had somebody explain a game to me, I took a picture of it. Me too. And that way I oh. knew that I would not forget to talk about it when we're doing this right now. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Good for That's you. That's one of the most organized things you've done in three in my entire life. episodes. Yes, in my entire life. Um, so let's see. So first thing we played was... The uh, Tavernen in Tiefenthal. Oh my gosh! Which, so good. Which is a German game. It was we played that our first night here with uh, Mr. Chris Kopak. This is yes. a German game that he bought from uh, the Germany. Yeah. yeah, it's by Wolfgang Warsch. Wolfgang the Deutschland. Warsch, yes. Yeah. Uh, and it was spectacular. I spectacular. When you when he first took the game out of the box, it was daunting because there's yeah. like four thousand pieces. Yep. And I was a little nervous. And then he started to explain it. I was like, oh, no, I, I get it. Like, I just get it. And it was easy. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. So. Yeah. And, then, and then I came in after he taught it the first time. So he taught right. it so the second time. So you guys got time. to hear it being taught twice before right. you played, which is helpful, I'm sure. Well, we were able to hit the ground running. I did win. 
as it turns out. That very close, though. It was, it was close. Very, it, it was, was like a 10-point game, yeah. basically. It was yeah. close. It was a neat game. It's not a typical kind of thing I play, like a little heavier, but like yeah, yeah. it did flow very nicely, and it was informed by thematics mm-hmm. in a great a way. A lot, yeah. So, uh, yeah. You roll dice, you draft. I mean, like, when he was first, he was like, there's dice drafting, there's this, there's this, there's this. I was like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. But it was good. Really, it was like deck building, dice drafting, and worker placement. Yeah. yeah. All mixed up, straight and up. You, yeah. you do that for a week, populate your tavern. Yeah. And, and then... And also, it was not too much of any one of those things. Yeah. Right. It was a, right. a really wonderful balance of all of those things. And the dice were just normal D6s, and the hardest part of the game was dice drafting. Like, yeah. Trying to figure out what to I draft. Mean, that's the whole game, is, is picking your dice. Right, because you're literally looking, that you, you pick one past the rest, right? Mm-hmm. So now, when I, before I draft, I'm literally looking to see what the two guys behind me have, mm-hmm. so that I can make an educated guess as to what's coming over to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so that's uh, that's German, but what did he, did he say Floodgate picked that no, up? No, North Star. North Star, North Star. It's, yeah. like, it's kind of Wolfgang Warsh's follow-up to his Quaxel- Quaxelberg, I don't know. Quedlinburg. That one. That North Star also did. Quite a Salber, did they? Yeah, yeah. It was last year's Kennerspiel, the Jar winner, and this is another game, apparently around that weight of game. It's great. Yeah, so it'll be coming out to the U.S. for long. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, So that was that night. That was really the only thing we played that night, isn't it? I think. Together. Together, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Then the next day, this was on Thursday? No, this was Friday. Friday. Uh, I played Dastardly Dirigibles, as Fireside Games. Um, it was it was interesting. You, uh, you're, you have to put down six cards to build the six components of your dirigible, or your zeppelin. And so if I play... If somebody's like riding on the dirigible, and they're trying to deconstruct it while it's rocketing away. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, I'm sorry. The, 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 records. the interesting thing was that so like anytime you play a part if anybody else who's playing has that same part in their hand, they have to play it. Hmm. So if I put down a nose cone, anybody who has a nose cone in there and has to put that What nose if they cone already down, have a nose cone? Then they replace it with one from their hand. Oh. And, and, and there's, there's That's terrible. There's I six, love that. And so it's there's um there's it's set collection. So so there's I think there were either six or eight different sets and you want, and so you're going to score. You're going to get one point for every piece that you have on your on your zeppelin at the end of the game. But then you know the most you're going to get bonus points for the highest number of of matching things. And then there's wilds that go along with that. And there's there's a little bit of take that kind of back and forth. But it's super super light. Um, it was cute. Yeah, I liked it. I I didn't didn't buy a copy, but um, yeah, it was cute. It was cool. a little different, and and that was a nice hook. Um, uh, I also played the uh, the new edition of Shadowrun. Uh, Catalyst is running demos of Shadowrun, uh, and I haven't played Shadowrun since like the late '80s. I think it was second edition, um, and uh, I'll probably have more to talk about around this on a future episode. But they they ran us through kind of a combat scenario, just a real basic, simple combat scenario to show you how the system worked, and it was. It was cool, and it seemed like it worked fine, but it was also that reminder of why I'm super burned out on big complex RPGs. Because it was, add these three stats together, and that's your dice pool. And then if you want to spend some edge, how many... Well, let's, first of all, you're going to figure out how much edge you have. And then you're going to have seven edge on this turn. Well, what does edge mean? Well, you can spend edge on a lot of different things do a lot of different things. And do you want to spend three? Do you want to spend four? Do you want to spend seven? And it was just... It was like... You know, just just for me to decide what I wanted to do, I had to look at six different numbers and add them together... 
And then I decide, okay, now I know how big my dice pool is, and I'm going to roll my dice. I'm going to look for sixes and fives. Anyway, it was just, it was, it was so heavy and so, so many layers. There's a lot of work. A lot of work to play that game, yeah. And the guy said that they've really simplified it a lot from, from the previous edition. Oh, wow. So it was, yeah, like, anyway, it was just yeah. too much. It's like much. when you're in the heat of combat. And you're pretend, playing pretend in right. a game that's about playing pretend and telling a story. You you just consult your charts before you like right. you know. Right. I don't even know what that setting is, but before you zap someone's brains out. I want to see whatever. I want to see a movie where there's like two people in like combat <laughs> and somebody pulls a gun, points it at someone, and then it like cuts away and somebody's like rolling dice and like thirty two. Like got him. Oh wait, but I forgot his edge. Oh, <laughs> spend, so he's gonna spend let's, his uh, edge. Let's step that back a few paces and try again. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to re-roll that. Oh, but your sixes explode, so so his head just. Um, anyway, so that sounds disappointing. Well, it's I'm not surprised. I'll say, like I've always loved that. that he's universe. usually disappointed. I put that that it's like kind of a hybrid cyberpunk fantasy universe, which I've always thought is super super cool. It's a it's a great style. But it's just always been so complex. But but the kid sitting next to me, he was probably 16, 17 years old. He was into it. He was all about it. Good. So he was having a good He doesn't time. have a job yet. He's had nothing to do yeah. but, but sit roll dice. He's like, I want to play, I wanna play Job Simulator, yeah. <laughs> the dice game. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So then I played Mental Blocks from Pandasaurus. That one's out of Gen Con, I think you said. Yeah. And you're just you're you're stacking different colors and shapes of little foam blocks. You're working together, right? You're working together. It's a cooperative game, and everybody's playing has a different perspective or a different angle on what the 3D shape is you're building. Gilmore did that with somebody, right? Uh, what does it say on the box? Um, Pretty sure it was Gilmore and someone else. What does it say on the box? Yeah, um, Micah Sawyer, 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 and Jonathan Gilmore. Yeah. Okay. So that's Pandasaurus. That was cute. It's I. Uh, the, the downside of it is that there's only so many puzzles, and once you play the puzzle and figure out the solution, you can never play the puzzle again. Mm. Even if you played it from a different perspective? Yeah, because you know what it is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you might forget. Right. Like, I, I, I was suppose. Just play it while you drank too much. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I mean, it was, it was neat. Um, so for you all the time. <laughs> Neil is always drunk. Uh, always. Then I played Echidna Shuffle by Chris Gould. That was a kind of a cute pickup and deliver game where you've got these these echidnas, hedgehog-looking motherfuckers, and they uh, they move in, they, yeah they move in circles. Uh, uh, he won't bleep it. He slurred his words. <laughs> to be honest, they uh, they move in circles around this board, and you got to pick up a bug and carry it to your tree stump. And first person to collect all three of the tree stumps is the winner. Um, and it's it's real real simple. There's, it's kind of thinky about you know what's the most you know optimal movement for delivering my bugs to my tree stump. Um, cutesy, it, it, like really good pieces. Good. I mean, it's, these they're are kids. Like yeah, rubber they're toys. Yeah, they're massive. So they're 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 not like they're not soft like or like squishy. No. Oh, okay. are they they're that like same size in the game? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. So I they're mean, huge. It's, that it's, seems unnecessarily large. Yeah, but it's it's cute. It was neat. Yeah. yeah so it seemed well made. Not a joking hazard. Yeah. It's. It's interesting because uh, that company is like Waddle Spog personality. Yeah, yeah, and it's which which is like a, a, an abbreviation or a, sorry, a um, acronym. That's acronym. That's Thank a new you. word. An abbreviation. No, that's a that's a thing. That's another if thing. It, if it doesn't spell a word, then it's just an abbreviation. Oh. But if it actually spells a word, then oh. it's an acronym. Okay. Cool. Um, 
So it's, I mean, it, it's technically an abbreviation, but they pretended that it is a word, and so, it, uh, and that's the name of their company now, so it is now, cool. has become, anyway, They remind nerd. me of, like, Good story. Mayfair, because, like, their, their graphic design all looks like it's from the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> but, like, that game oh, <laughs> has, has a fun table. Publisher presence. Burn. It does. And, it, and it, they're selling it for 25 bucks, which, like, as oh, a publisher, wow. I'm like, how they do how that? How do they do that? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe they just sell them direct. I don't know. Maybe maybe they get them. In maybe they design the game around a bunch of echidnas yeah, they maybe, found maybe that they fell have. off the back of a truck. Or yeah, maybe they just look to see what are some strange pieces that are available. Yeah, maybe. right. That's yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Some approach. toy store went so out of business. Like, game. We're going to yeah, take ten thousand echidnas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, little, a little puzzly, right? Yeah, cool. yeah. So I like that. Um, I didn't mean to smash them. Like I just, <laughs> the, just the impression that I get when I see those games, like I wonder if they've been out for a long time. But I think that one is a new game. Uh, yeah. I've seen that you around know, for that, last year or that so. It's been okay. around since last Gen Con. At oh, least. okay. Yeah, I remember seeing it at Gen Con, and if you saw it, that means yeah. it was at Origins. Yeah, so. I think it was at Origins. Um, I didn't play this, but I get a demo of Hey Cutie, which is a, a dating game. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's like it's like a dating simulator kind, yeah. of, kind of thing. It, it looked cute and kind of kind of. 80s style kind of goofy I guess that's coming to Kickstarter soon and it's I don't remember what is the name of that company it's like it's like I don't know what that says one something monkey one method monkey maybe it was one method monkey I don't know it's the name of that one publisher one method monkey anyway it's like, it looks like it was their second game they had one other they had one other one that had the booth well there's a henchman coming mm-hmm. leaving he's leaving it's okay it's a henchman Jason's distracted by people. Um, so yeah, so they had one Always. other game at their booth, and then they had this one that they said it's gonna be Kickstarter. It looked cool, you know. Um, I like I like different different style like that, you know. Yeah. Um, and then that afternoon, I stopped looking at games and I went to the local science museum and saw the Jim Henson exhibit and a bunch oh, of other stuff. So jealous. And it was amazing. Totes so cool. jelly. Like, like. Oh, there's pictures on your phone. Oh my gosh, that's Grover. Yeah, there's Grover, right? Like, <laughs> like, I, like I went in there and I saw Whoa. I saw Kermit, right? And I was like, oh man, that's Kermit. That's that's awesome. That's Kermit right there. And then Bert and Ernie. I was like, oh hell yeah, oh, Bert and yeah. Ernie. And then I saw Grover, and I like got a little choked up. <laughs> and I was I was completely unprepared for that reaction. Like, like that started to happen. I was like, what what is wrong with me? What's well, wrong with me? Well, Rob, he's the monster at the end of the book. How could you not get choked up? Uh, well, Spoiler th- alert for like a 20-year-old book. Bro. Also, there's there's Beaker and Bunsen. Nice. They were, oh. they were my, I'm big fans of those. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that that was really just sort of an overwhelming moment that I, whoa, how did that happen? Like, I, didn't, I don't remember having that kind of affection for Sesame Street specifically, mm. but then it, I saw him and it hit me, so it's in me, right? Yeah. And I didn't even know that was in me. Right. Um, That's how people sell you things. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, that one's just for Rob. That's my gift to Rob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I don't know. I, I can just go through everything I've looked what we did at yeah. the whole time. I don't need to break it down to Friday, Saturday only. Anyway, so the rest of the stuff. No I'm one's gonna. Up. No one listening is gonna care. Nobody cares. You're right. <laughs> so I spent some I time. I think no one listening. Period. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I spent some time looking at some uh, some little kind of indie RPG stuff because because I've been jonesing for that lately. I, I did buy a copy of Laser Kittens: Tales from the Knoll Street School for Wayward Kittens. It's an RPG where all the players are kittens who are going to kitten school. Nice. Um, we have lasers, and secretly, all, all kittens sh- can shoot lasers from their eyes. All cats can shoot lasers from the eyes. Humans don't know this. It's, it's canon true. from SNL. Yeah. 
Right. So all, all cats can shoot lasers from your eyes. The, the downside is that the kittens haven't figured it out yet. I mean, they know they can shoot lasers, but it doesn't always work So because they're not very good at it yet because they're kittens. Anyway, so it's like you're going on these little adventures in, in the house with, as kittens and shooting lasers from your eyes. And so this is basically work. hardcore miniatures combat where you roll a lot of, di- lot of dice to not, shoot lasers. You find out your bit. edge. Yeah. You actually, the, the game is driven by, by you have a, you just, you a standard deck of cards and, and you flip over a card and then there's a bunch of tables in the book that tell you what that means based on what the scenario is. So it's just driven with a deck of cards, which I thought was really Wait, clever. And so, so you have to consult a bunch of charts and tables to figure out what you did? Okay, there's a few tribes. Okay. <laughs> there's no dice rolling, though. Anyway. But what about your edge when you land on your feet? <laughs> you always uh, land on your feet. What's next? I looked another one called... I didn't well, I don't know. Cool story about that game. Fred Bear? No, no uh, Laser, Laser Kids. Laser yeah. Bought it last year at Gen Con. Yeah. The story ends like this. Still haven't played it already. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what? Rob can check it next year. Yeah, Probably the same. Uh, I also... Uh, I almost bought Threadbare... They call it Stitch Punk RPG. Stitch Punk. It's like they basically, you know, you know. Um, Whoa! Is that, that like stuffed animals? Yeah. So, so you know the the oh end of the gosh. first Toy Story movie where all the, the toys have like rebuilt themselves in oh. Sid's mm-hmm. bedroom. Mm-hmm. So it's an RPG where you are playing as toys like that. That you just kind of have to. You have battles Whoa. and you have to reassemble yourselves, and so you have weird, mutant, chopped up toys. Yeah. It was a really cool idea, I thought. I didn't that's, buy it, but... That's cool. I think that's driven by um, Apocalypse, Apocalypse Apocalypse World System, which I, I kind of like. Um, they have also guy. I also looked at Rememorex, which is oh, kind of... I saw the cover of that, and I yeah, almost went back to look legit. at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, like, totally 80s style. Yeah, 80s style. Maybe they got the same graphic design from... Uh... Maybe. So, <laughs> Maybe. So they have the book, and then they have, they have a, a bonus pack, which comes in a VHS case that's... Uh, like dice and uh, and a couple of miniatures and some other. How many people can play that one? Uh, Maybe I'll buy that one and not ever play it too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. It's twenty five bucks. Okay. I'd, yeah. Anyway, I mean it's RPG, so it's probably three to yeah, three to more, three plus, right? Yeah. There's another one called Fall of Magic that I like. Just got super excited about because it's this big, big, elaborate thing, and like it comes with a silk scroll. Like a one oh, and a half meter one. long yeah, silk yeah. scroll that, as you play the game, you unroll it and and open up new worlds to explore and stuff. And it says, you know, you, you play it in one to three sessions, depending on how long you want to go per session. And it's it was got like custom metal coins that you use on coin. the map as your character, or right. something like that. It looks so elaborate, and the, and the game was like a little over a hundred bucks. And I want it so bad, but I know I'll never get it to the table. That's like. So I almost bought it, but I just know I'm not going to get the same group of people three times yeah. to play that with me, so I'm bummed. Uh, I demoed Get Off My Land, which is about um, farmers, you know, redneck farmers who want to... How was that? Uh, it was seemed all right. It seemed all right. It was just kind of a quick run-through. The theme just felt off-putting to me. It's some area control, mostly. Uh, I don't know why, it just did. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Anyway... Uh, well, who was that publisher? That was First Fish Games. Uh, and then uh, I played Are You a Robot? Uh, Chris Zinsley got that. That's from Looney Labs. That is and a, Rob killed me. Yeah, I did. That's a that's a three-player um, cooperative social deduction. Oops, as I dropped my phone. Um, three-player, it's what, two, two or three-player social deduction game. We played the whole thing in like three minutes. And one player's robot and the other two players. It's an activity. Games. Yeah, it was cute. It's the kind of thing that I can pull out with some buddies at a bar, and they'll they'll think it's awesome. Yeah. Right? There's no rules. 
basically no. Yeah. You just talk until you decide to shoot one at somebody. Exactly yeah. right. It was it was funny. It was yeah. stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, it was like I and I and if you buy two copies, you can play up to six players. So I found that today and I bought two copies of it. Everyone should play it once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that I, reminds I, me of like this game like uh, that Asmati did back in the day. I feel like it was like called Who's the Banana or something like that. Okay. And it's like a one card game or two card game, and somebody's banana, and you just decide to guess who's the banana. It's like just impulsive like. You're the banana. And I loved it. I thought it was so fun. So I, I'd like to try stupid games yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So no rules. Yes. We, can, we can play that tonight if you guys want. <laughs> yeah, um, let's do it. Yeah. Zap. It was, it was cute and, and funny. And uh, yeah, so like I said, I got some buddies. I'll pull it out of the bar and they'll, they'll think it's yes. super hilarious. Yeah. And yeah, anyway. Uh, I played today Dinosaur Tea Party. Oh. Dinosaur Tea Party. I had to try it because it's a tea party. <laughs> And it's basically what it was. It's that it's who something, not guess who. It's the guess who is also based on this game. It's from Restoration Games. Yeah, so it's an old game. It's that an they old, brought new life to. They brought new life to, you, rethemed, added a few things. So that's kind of the Restoration Games thing. It was it was basically guess who. I think the guess who game you're referring to is who this. <laughs> I think it was like who's it or something. Who's it? Yeah. Is it oh, who's, who's it? it? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Which translated from German means who this. <laughs> right. Um, funny story about that. Yeah. So I was next to the Playco booth with you. Somebody comes up and goes, oh, Monster Tea Party. We played your other game, Dinosaur Tea Party. Really. <laughs> and he was like... All the Tea Party games are the he same. He goes, cool, cool. Do you want to see this one? And the guy's like, sure. Did you buy a copy? I don't know, but it was just funny because he was like not even going to argue with the guy. He was like, yeah, sure, yeah. that's my game. Yeah. Too. I, I witnessed the same thing where someone just thought something had a similar name, so it must be from the same designer. Yeah. So, Everyone thinks the best treehouse ever is also treehouse builders. Uh, or whatever. So yeah, just find called. a very popular game. Like, oh, I have this treehouse game. I'm like, you 100% probably don't. <laughs> but you should buy it. <laughs> Dude, being next to Epic Monster Tea Party all weekend, though, yeah. just a little sidebar yeah, yeah. here. People were having a blast with your game. Yeah. Well, they were yeah. buying it. It's a f***ing good game. That's yeah. why. <laughs> Beep. Yeah. <laughs> I played it with some kids that were really brutal. Oh, yeah. And like the, the one that lets oh. you squeeze and steal from someone, and they were yeah. just chaining it and just they squeezing all oh, of them. Man. Little kids are so bad at the game, but they love there it. There are some real good that's moments. That's not bad, chaining and stealing. No, it was awesome. That's hilarious. But like some kids will be like, oh, I feel too bad destroying everyone's points, but she oh. was just ruthless. She was I ruthless. will cut you. They're she was also, super pumped about it. They were real excited because they're making a, they're hoping to do a two player, two new, up to six player six expansion. expansion. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. New monsters. They were showing everybody the art yeah. and stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. Add some new heroes to it or something. They're jazzed. Yeah, so that's, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. I'm, yeah. I'm happy for that. It seems to be going well. Yeah. I didn't have a chance to talk to them today, but they said Friday it was their bestseller by, by far on Friday. Yeah. Well, yeah. it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's like, like, Danger, Danger Dinosaur looks cool. Civicus is, Lean in. Sorry, Civicus is is more of a like kind of flat theme, yeah, small flat. There's nothing hero. wrong with yeah. it, you know, but like, but yeah. I mean, Epic Monster Tea Party is a, it's the hook. The title is the hook, oh, yeah. right? Like, wait, wait, what'd you say? Yeah, yeah. Uh, today, then I demoed Someone Has Died, mm. which is a little weird storytelling game. Awesome. Uh, where like, there's one person is like, so the woman said that it's set at um, like an arbitration where you're. We're trying to decide what happened. Like reading, reading of the will kind of reading thing. Reading of the will, right? But uh, the only people who showed up are a bunch of people who never knew this guy. And so it's just a bunch of... You, and then there's cards that you have to... I have to explain why I'm the, the person who shouldn't hear all of their stuff. And 
So it's it's it, it, and at some point everybody can throw in something that's like this is a fact, and now everybody has to agree that that's a fact, nice. and it builds on the story of who this person was and who you are and how you all connect with each other. Awesome. And, and again, that was another one where I was like, that looks that is so cool, and I love that idea, and I will never find anybody who will play with me. Yeah. So I, I, there's no point. In that's one. That's one I think actually get my friends to play. Yeah. Like I feel we don't have that many people are psyched about, but yeah. I that love storytelling fun. games, and most of my friends hate them. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a bummer. Anyway. Most of my friends hate regular games, but enjoy storytelling games. Well, so let's swap friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-huh. So See. today I hung out with Chris Insley from Cardboard Edison for a while. We played Shobu. Oh, Shobu! That looks good. What is Which that? Which was uh, Smirk and Dagger. It's uh, it's it looks like an ancient game, but it's totally not. The woman, nice. woman was like, "Nah, it's a, we 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 designed it. We made it look." this way because we thought it'd be cool and called it shobu yeah but it's it's got you know it's wooden boards it's it's black and white stones like just cool. tumbled stones yeah anyway and it's it's a cool little kind of um you guys know onitama yeah yeah onitama. It's, it's it's probably not as good as onitama but it's it's a little two-player kind of puzzly thing where on every turn you have to you have to make a passive and an aggressive move so you have two moves you have to make one passive one aggressive Aggressive means moving somebody else's stone. Okay. Passive means only moving your own thing, and then you have to because um, it's got it's got four separate wooden boards on it: two that are stained dark, two that are stained light, and you have to make one move on a on a light board and one move on a dark board, and then both moves have to be the same move. So if I'm going to move my move a stone forward one, then the second move also has to be moving my stone forward one on on one of the other boards that's of the opposite color. Interesting. So it's it's kind of it's it's got some few basic rules that are kind of restricting and limiting that are that were actually kind of made for some interesting gameplay. Uh, and, and I liked it. I didn't buy it because I was like, you know what, I'm going to have a weekend at some point in the summer where I just feel like making that in my garage. Mm. And I'll probably just do that because that seems like something that would be fun to do. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Let's go to the next person. Sure. Am I the next person? Yeah. Because like, you were done, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just speeding this up because cool. we're a long ways into this. That's and awesome. Guitarsky talks for a long time. So. Yeah. Oh, sick burn. <laughs> so, um, first game I played was uh, with Copac. And I um, had a good time. It was called. Tell your sex tape. Oh, gosh. That's <laughs> 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 hilarious. Um, the first, so I gotta look up the name of the game maker on Instagram because it has a weird name. Oh no, this one doesn't have a weird name at all. It's called Push. It's a pretty simple name. <laughs> okay. Um, so this one is a Ravensburger game. It's a push or luck card game. It's a deck of cards. They're uh, different colors and they have numbers on them, like one through five or something like that. And it's it's like a push or luck game that feels a little bit like Colorado. Okay. So you're drawing a card. And you have to add it to one of three piles that are available to you on your turn. And you cannot have a card in a pile that has the same number or the same color as another card. Hmm. So you can keep going um, until you feel like, okay, it's getting pretty dicey here. Mm -hmm. I got three ones out here. If I get one more one, I bust. Or I've got three blues. If I get one more blue, I'm going to bust. If you stop, then... You start by picking one of those piles and adding it to your score pile, and they're worth face value. And then uh, the if you do, but and then everybody else gets to pick one too around the table. Three out of three out of four players can pick one, okay. uh, and that's just face value points. But if you bust, 
you have to roll a die that has colors on it that match the colors of the cards. And if your color, whatever color comes up, you have to get rid of all of those cards of that color from your score pile. Uh, if you roll the mm. black, you can you can uh, you don't have to get rid of anything. So those there's cards that say roll the die that come out too that you have to assign to these different piles as well. So you might have get stuck taking a pile that has like eleven points in it, mm. but also have to roll the die and take that chance. Mm. Really fun, simple, clever game. Um, cool. One of those one of those good ones like that. Uh, another one I played was called Pearls. Which is uh, Kopak uh, ordered a bunch of stuff from Amazon.de. So mm-hmm. like this, as he does, this one's not <laughs> available in the U.S., but it feels like multiplayer Jaipur, where you're like collecting sets or um, and then trying to sell them when you have enough to earn these kind of necklaces. But it works really good with four players. Uh, really good vibe. So which Jaipur is a fantastic two two player game. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be able to play something with that that feeling with with more than that. And then we've got this other really silly game uh, called Gensch Alpine, mm. which is like, I don't know, Gensch means in German, but Alpine, I'm guessing is what Alpine means. Um, but it's the, it's like Pit, it, um, where, oh. where you're trying to but you have partners, right? So oh. in a four-player game, you have partners, and you come up with a secret signal, like rub your nose or something like that, and you can play a card all real time. You have four cards in your hand. There's four face-up cards on the table. And you're trying to get a set of four cards in your hand. Mm. But then when you when you have it, your your partner has to call Gamesh. Gamesh. Yes, Gamesh. So like, but they don't know for sure if you have a set of four. So you have to come up with a, a signal to get them to call it for you. Yep. So, you know, like blinking, winking at them when nobody else is looking. So you're like half looking at the cards. You're trading one card in with the cards in the middle. Because what happens if someone figures out your code before? They can say, out games. If, well, if they, think you're, if they think they know your code, and then they guess it, and if they know the code, they win that round. Mm-hmm. And you get these cubes, so and, and the first one to get like all their cubes, which is like five points wins. Yeah. Uh, there's also counter gauge, which is like, if you think, the other team has games, um, but they don't, mm. but they haven't called it yet because they're yeah. not picking up on each other's signals. Mm. And then there is one more game, double games. If you think that you and your partner both have it, you call double games <laughs> and, you get, and you get two points. <laughs> so good. it was ridiculous and it's stressful. Yeah, yeah. And like you're trying to like, what's the signal? He just touched his ear. Is that a signal? He yeah. stood up a little. Is that, a, you know, like, and it was just, yeah, it was super ridiculous. So that one was super fun. Uh, I played Lantern's Dice, which is by Chris Bryan. Uh, awesome. It's like, yeah. a, it's the roll and write version. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not a version. It's just a totally new game. that's yeah. set in that Lantern's world. I think it's a little bit thinkier and yeah. more gamey than okay. the Lantern's tile game is. They're both good in their own way. Like Lantern's the tile game is a little more like, chill like zen just place the tiles and pick up your stuff this one's more like a combo machine where like okay you roll the dice you orient them so everybody gets to add one to their like little sheet Hmm. and you shade one but if you shade it next to a canopy then you get a gift and gifts can be used to like re-roll a die later or Hmm. um, if you cover up if you surround a platform and you get to do an adjacent one so there's lots of opportunities for like these combos to happen and then you get like a bonus shade thing every round uh plays over a certain number of turns and then you score points based on who let off the most fireworks, like which are just like patterns that you're covering up on your sheet, yeah. and, and uh, also boats that are surrounded by lanterns. So really cool game. 
Uh, Chris Bryant designed something else. What was that other game? Yeah, Chris Chris Bryant made this new game that's coming out called Darwinots. The Green Couch will be launching on Kickstarter, uh, hopefully this month. It's already on Kickstarter. Oh, it's already on Kickstarter by the time this is uh, live, because we're in the future now. But uh, Chris is a great designer, so I like seeing his stuff. Darwinots is really cool. I watched it demoed several times this weekend, so... I played it a lot. I just wanted to shout out for it. Um, Thank you. It's one of your bigger box games. Yeah, it's going to be and another one in the Forest of Fun size. Pretty darn good artwork, too. Vinny D is in the house. For those who don't Vin know, Diesel? Vincent awesome. Dutre. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Vincent Diesel Vin is probably not a great artist. He could be a Darwinot, though. He could no explore. No one knows. Oh, yeah. yeah he'd be, he'd be, he'd be a sweet Darwinot. No He's going to be a lead in the movie. Yeah. No one knows. <laughs> um, I played the, that, the, the game with you, yeah. with the beer in the tavern. Um. Also, I played the game of uh, choosing the best Jenny's ice cream flavors. Yeah, yeah, that went really well. What yeah. was the winning? What was the winner? Um, well, I got three. It was a tie. Okay, <laughs> three-way tie. <laughs> three-way tie. Lavender Wildberry okay. is my favorite. I can't not get it. Yeah. And then I got goat cheese cherry, and there were these sugar plum cherries that were huge. It was like frozen cream cheese. Sounds pretty good. And then I got this non-dairy peanut butter and jelly. Ooh, that's also with the little waffle chip in it. Ooh, it's, that sounds good. It's excellent. And the other game I played was um, Rent Scooters with Josh Mills. Yeah. And <laughs> this is a don't, uh, don't go, die. To, go to the park and ride around on the sidewalks <laughs> and freak out when you see cops because you feel like you're going to go to jail because you're a kid on a, on a thing with wheels in the park so you drive away really fast. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was uh, $5 well spent Good. in those 12 minutes on those lime scooters. <laughs> Time of my life. Time of my life. Good. Yeah, and then I played a lot of Darwin Hoffs, and I played a lot of filler because yeah. I was in my booth yep. making yeah. the magic happen. Yeah. And you've had a good time in your booth? Yeah, so, it, yeah. Was, it was a good convention. We had, uh, you know, each sales day was a little better than the next, and uh, people were coming back to see what new games we have that are familiar with our old games. You had um, the best co-salesman ever. Yeah, Jason helped me. He let me, um, you know, eat food and go to the bathroom. Hung out with you too. We had some times. We had some times together. Yeah, I, bought, so. I, bought, I brought my son to come see your booth, and both the Jasons were working. And Calvin talked the rest of the day about how there are two Jasons. He's like, "Why are there two Jasons?" He went home and he's, yeah. like, he's like, "We saw the Mister's Jason." <laughs> the Mister's Jason. That was like, oh, that's <laughs> awesome. amazing. <laughs> yeah, so that was a good good aspect of it for me for sure because you know I have to stand a lot and like it's the hustle I don't get to see as much of everything, yeah. Yeah. but I feel like it was a it was a good convention. It's cool. This is my fifth year of doing Green Couch, mm-hmm. so it's starting to feel like there's this thing that people look forward to, like coming to see what my new games are and stuff. It's good, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty fun. Yeah, well, Jason's texting. So yeah. maybe we go on to Neil. Uh, <laughs> I thought Neil, we maybe... I played a lot of prototypes. I don't know if we really need to talk about all of them. Not on building the game. Not on uh, building the game. That's not what we do here. That's not what we do here. Prototypes. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I played one. So I played a published game, uh, which is Fire in the Library by Tony Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, How was that? Produced by Weird Draft Games. That was good. Yep. Yeah. Like I played it and it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about the prototypes that I played. Yeah, I really like, uh, I mean, it has a mechanism that where you have the fire advancing as the game goes on, and that's kind of the interesting part of the game, how that's going to all play out. And Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're making, you, you take different risks at different points in the game, uh, depending on how much stuff's worth, and that's, it's an interesting little bit of strategy. Right on. Nice. Uh, and then, yeah, I played a lot of prototypes um, that were all good. Um, nothing that I think is worth talking about too much. But uh, I played uh, Brazen, I think is what it's called. Braven. 
I wasn't there for that. The one. the heraldry game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, it's by Dave. I don't remember his last name. I don't know Dave's last name either. Dave of North Carolina. Of North Carolina. Forty eight year old Dave from North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> of game designers in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was about um making a shield like. Uh, using the rules of heraldry, coat of arms, yeah, family crest, kind family of crest, using the rules of heraldry, um, and he was really so. It, it, it's it, it's a fairly simple game where you're just laying down tiles mm. uh, according to some rules, um, but you end up creating uh, your own coat of arms where you pick like uh, a pattern and then the two colors used in the pattern and an animal and what pose the animals in. Um, and what color the animal is, and and uh, what symbol you're going to have, and what pattern it's going to have, and what color it's going to be. Um, and uh, he was worried about it being too dry, but I thought it was, uh, other than it, it being kind of hard to connect the dots in your head about what you're building with the cards you're playing, I thought it was, I thought it was really fun, and it's, it's kind of cool when you're done, you end up with a shield. Yeah, that, that sounds neat. Yeah, that you've, you know, you've created kind of as uh, a byproduct of playing the game. So yeah, yeah. that's cool. I agree that if you need to spice up a game, um, so you could add lasers, kittens, laser kittens, yeah, kittens with lasers, unicorns, yeah. yeah, everything's better with kittens. Freaking mm-hmm. kittens with freaking lasers is what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, kittens are adorable. Yes, yeah. so. they make everything better. Yeah, like I played uh, some other prototypes. They were kind of early, mid stage. I guess is uh, kind of why I don't want to talk about yeah, them yeah, too yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, although I played uh, No More Spam by Charlie Hoops. Is that his last name? Yeah, I don't know. Charlie Hoops, yeah. Um, who, uh, Hoops. I don't actually know him, but... Oh, I found, I found out, um, he wrote an article about um, kind of uh, having bad luck with publishers, which Rob would appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and kind of like when he finally, he ended up finally selling something and, and uh, wrote a good article about it, and I... I really liked it and started following him and uh, he's doing a uh, kind of a bidding game called No More Spam um, and I've I'm always interested in bidding games yeah. um, so I played it a couple times and I, I was really fun good yeah cool. and then uh, we did a bunch Jason and I did a bunch of play testing and our stuff but I don't know if we want to wait till the end let's do that yeah let's do it at the end here. Uh, keep the suspense going. Yep. Yeah. Um, so three hours later, I played the, some of the games they mentioned. Uh, Tavern was my favorite by far. Yeah, it was, was so kind good. Of the show for us. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't even on sale here. No. Uh, other than that, I didn't really play any sorry. games. That's all right. I didn't really play any games other than prototypes. Um, we did a lot of playing around with prototypes and such. Um, so I was in Jason's booth pretty much all the time. Um, he never let me go, so no. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was fun talking to people about games and stuff, um, and uh, a lot of people were excited about they signed the Black Forest in the back. Kids, what's that yeah. game back there? Can yeah, I buy that, that game? That and I was like, that's mysterious. Not yet, yeah. not yet. But they, uh, but it was cool talking to people about it. So yeah, uh, yeah. The art is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Daryl Jones. He's yeah. uh, he's doing great, great work. He did the graphic design for Darwin Knots too. He's yeah. got a game coming on Kickstarter pretty soon too called. Always Green Garden. He designs as well as doing graphic design and huh? illustration. So, nice. that's yeah, cool. he's got a he's got a knack for understanding how to make games look good and work well. I think. So, good. I did buy a couple games that I didn't play, but I bought them. I bought um, Second Chance, uh, oh, which yeah, is the Uwe Rosenberg. Yeah, 
So it looks a lot like a patchwork rolling, right? It's not exactly what it is, but it's it a looks... It's flip and right. You flip cards. Yeah. And I have it. I told you you should buy it. It's great. Yeah, and it's good. So I bought it. It was like 20 bucks too. So I got that. And the other game I bought was my first Castle Panic, um, which is a kid's version of Castle Panic. Castle Panic's a tower defense game. Yeah. Uh, and this is super simple, but it's a co-op, and my kids are going to love it. You're capturing monsters instead of killing them. So you got like a bug net and stuff, and it's real sweet. And uh, so, yeah. So I'm pretty pretty jazzed about us being able to play that. I think that'll be fun. Um, I think those are the only two games I purchased. Yeah, I did buy two others. I got Dracaris Dice, which looks like just a simple pressure luck dice game. But my wife's going to love it because it says Dracaris on it, and she's big on Game of Thrones. It's not technically Game of Thrones licensed. The guy made sure to go out of his way to tell me about that. Uh, anyway. And then uh, the other one was a WizKids card game, and I keep forgetting the name. It's like Princess Adventure or something. Oh, uh, Maiden's Quest. It's Maiden's a solo Quest. game. Or one or two. One, one or two, two. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, I bought that up, Gen Con, I haven't played it yet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it looked cool, it looked different. Uh, again, it looked like, uh, you know, I'm big on two-player games that I can play with my wife, so it's cool. I bought um, For the Queen. It's a yeah. storytelling game. Um, it's real open-ended. Like, you're on a journey, the queen has chosen you to go with her because she loves you, mm-hmm. and and you, you draw cards, so like you're up and playing this game in minutes, and it's like you flip a card and it says, you think you're ugly, the queen thinks you're beautiful, why is that? And you answer that prompt, and then everyone around the table asks you more questions to help you develop your character, and you're going around the table all doing this drawing the cards thing, yeah. and creating who these people are, and eventually there's a card that comes out that says, there's been an attack what happened. So you develop the characters and now like a thing is happening yeah. with them and you have to kind of describe that. And it looked it looked like a really like the only role playing game I've ever played is Fiasco and I love it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm stoked about this like simple storytelling that I can play in maybe a half an hour. Yeah. And I think I think it's appropriate enough that I can like play with my kids. And there's twelve different queen cards that are just tarot, beautiful art. Different artists did twelve different queens. Oh so you can put this queen card in the middle of the table to kind of get a sense of like who is the queen that we were talking about this time. Just like simple, it's like a thought experiment type thing that mm-hmm. I thought would be yeah. really fun. Yeah. Cool. Speaking of fiasco, so we got to see a preview oh, of yeah. fiasco the fiasco box. In a box, I think is what it's called. And fiasco so box. yeah, so they simplified the rules and then took out the dice and okay. used cards for it instead. Hmm. They basically made it into a game that you can teach to anyone. Cool. Um, and it was it's really cool. It's gonna go up soon. Oh, yeah, Kickstarter pretty soon. Is what yeah, he said. so I, I'm jazzed about that because yeah. and, and instead um, of the playsets being like these lists, they're decks of cards. Yeah. So nice. uh, and it comes with three decks of cards. Yeah, and said. I'm gonna guess there'll be like seven thousand add-ons you can get. Yeah, he said there'll be like we'll release a couple times a year, two two more decks, you know, every six nice. months or whatever. That's cool. Right. But it was uh, it was neat because he said that like because of it being on tabletop, they had a bunch of board gamers. Buying the game and they'd be like, Where, "Where's the rest of the stuff? Yeah, where are like, my dice? The dice? Oh, the really? Cards? He's like, so they, they wanted to design it in a way that yeah. board gamers would understand uh, a little easier, a little more intuitively, and right. you just get into it a little quicker. But I think there's enough there and enough um, twists that I think Fiasco fans will be into it too. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, it just looks like a simpler way to play Fiasco, but it's not going to take away from the experience. It's just going to streamline it. Yeah, it gets you into the game. So yeah, 
So that's that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's, that's was the drawback for me. The only thing that I didn't like about Fiasco was, well, so one is that you have to have somebody who's kind of directing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two, that you have to like write on note cards and have all that extra, those extra supplies available to play. Yep, and you yeah. don't want to have to do any of that with this. Yeah, that's so. cool. That sounds neat. It's really cool. They even have name generators. Oh, yeah? Where it gives you a last name and a first name that's to go together. So remember the cards? And I don't mean to say that having having to have no cards and dice is like a problem. It's just you know it's one more thing you have to have ready is all. Right. Not complaining. Right. No, that technically would still take up less space than the the bot game in the box. Yeah. But, um, but it was it was a cool idea. So yeah, I agree. It was I'm exciting to see it. that. So cool. Uh, so then Neil and I uh, did some pitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we did some big play testing. Yep. Uh, we play tested the fish game that we're working on, uh, and that was good play testing. Got some good feedback. It was on that. it was late at night in a loud room. Yeah, it was it was fun to see people play it, but yeah. Um, and then uh, we did testing on three coronations. Yeah, uh, which got torn apart in the first one in a good way. I mean that like in the best way. Like it was exactly had, the feedback we needed. We had played so. it two player, um, and we played it four player for the first time. Yeah. Uh, which takes out some of the interestingness of the decisions that we were making. Right. Um, but then it also, it left it open to a lot of really good feedback about um, how to how to make... So I'll jump ahead in the story <laughs> <laughs> and say that like, uh, so, so after this happened, uh, I got Rob to help me rewrite a bunch of cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recruited him to do that. Um, and, and it got, based on on the playlist that we did, I was able to kind of um, chip away at some of the more complex stuff with Rob until I could see that Rob understood the connections I wanted to make between the cards you were drawing. He's not saying I was, I was being real stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but then everyone that played our game was real stupid. <laughs> it's, their, it's their fault. Um, but he helped me uh, figure out how to... Um, like When I were in a playtest, we saw like a disconnection between... The different actions players were taking and them understanding why they were doing them all mm-hmm. and you helped me kind of uh, link that stuff back together and so, then so back to the play yeah. test that's yeah. what people tore apart more than anything right and it was great i mean it was it changed the format of the board it's going to simplify the board greatly yep. um roscoe shock man yeah you're the dude uh he was a really really good sport about everything and then also just gave really good feedback Mm-hmm. So then I ended up playing Rum Rope for you afterwards, too. Yeah. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else from uh, our Three Coronations playtest that was really um, interesting. Uh, I think a lot of it was just user interface yep. critiques. Yep. Um, like, I'm actually, I wrote down all the, the notes that we had, uh, and that's a lot of what I'm seeing. Um, but yeah, like, just the, so, you know, the, the, the big gist of Three Coronations is that you, your decisions affect the air. Mm-hmm. And we just saw that disconnect between your decisions and it affecting an error and like people actually making those choices. Right. Uh, and that's a lot of, of obviously if that doesn't work, the whole game doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But we still want to have that um, uh, in play. Um, but yeah, I don't think that there was a whole ton of feedback beyond that. Okay. Um, you had, uh, yeah, you had then, your pitch of compulsed. Uh, well, then, yeah. I'll say I played Remro with oh, right, Roscoe yeah. again, uh, and then with Vosberg, also of Game Developers North Carolina. Uh, that one, like, we didn't play through a whole game, but we played enough for them to take a look at it. Um, it worked the way I wanted it to work. Uh, a lot of the criticism was just about incentivizing different player behaviors. So, okay. it was kind of neat to see that. 
working pretty close to what I wanted to do. That's great. Yeah. So that was really nice. Yeah. And uh, I uh, I did a solo pitch on uh, one of my games. Um, it went real well. Um, the publisher is interested, <coughs> very interested in the game. Um, that's all I can say for now. But um, it looks real, real good. Um, so that's exciting. Um, and then we did a... You sound pitch. excited. I'm, you sound really excited. I'm just <laughs> keeping it calm and... Uh, I'm very, very excited. So um, it's just also very, very late. Yeah. Like, who, knows, who knows what could happen at a stage too? Yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, You've yeah, been through yeah, enough yes. to know. I've been through enough to know not to get to too point. excited. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then Neil and I did a pitch to Compulse with a company we were real excited about. Um, yeah. And uh, um, I like the story of when we sat down. Yeah. So we, we <laughs> sat down, and the the the, the, the person who was uh, looking at the game with us, we were pitching to, was one of the head people of the company. And they um, they said, listen, uh, this the theme sounds really great on this. I'm excited about it, but I want to let you know this probably isn't for our company. And we said, yeah, no, it, it is. Um, <laughs> like, and this is why. And then detailed out why, which we actually can't say the reasons why without saying exactly. Yeah. We basically said, no, you've got this style of games. You've got this game. It's this game in this box. Boom. Um, it's the merging of two of your big product lines. Yeah. That's kind of how we pitched and, it. Uh, and, and the person was like, oh, okay, well, all right, well, show me, all right. Like, and then three turns in was like, I, I want to take a copy of this, I get it, I yeah. totally get this. And then we talked about some theme options and such, um, so, yeah. Yeah, and we're kind of trying to figure out, like, about how, how to make a theme that isn't explicitly OCD, but still uh, encourages play, players to be in that headspace. Right. And so for builders who I've said before, like, we will not change the theme, um, this was actually a case where the publisher made a really good case of saying more people will play this game if we make it not hit them over the head with the theme. And we can put things in a rule book that explained where the game came from, what the inspiration is, what the feelings you're having are about mm. without just saying, this is the theme. No. And even said that probably trust, whatever it was, the name would be kept. Yeah. So, yeah. I trust I trust them to come up with a theme that, that will uh, get players in the right headspace. Yeah. yeah. That's really what I want, um, yeah. is for players to play it in, and, and understand that they're going to be having an experience of some sort, right. and, and they'll figure out what it should be. Best thing I've ever heard someone say in a pitch meeting, I've never done a co-design pitch meeting before, uh, but Neil said something to the, the publisher that was my favorite thing anyone's ever said. They said... Well, I don't know if you should be having fun with a game like this because this was somebody we were just talking to at the publisher and they were afraid that we were taking this OCD thing lightly. And uh, I was like, oh, no, 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 we're not. And Neil, and then Neil says... It's not meant to be fun. Yeah, you, well, no, no, no. You said, you said, I wouldn't say the game is fun. I wouldn't say the game is fun. And then that guy said, okay, and he walked away. And this is when we were waiting for the, the head person to come over. Uh -huh. And I said, maybe we need to choose a different word for the way to say that. So we did during the pitch. We said, this game isn't fun. It's satisfying. Mm -hmm. Like, it's satisfying to go through the process of this game. And, yeah. and that seemed to land well. So, yeah. But it was just funny. And he was like, I wouldn't say the game is fun. Like, <laughs> did you just say that <laughs> in a pitch meeting? What you trying to say, like, I, would, I wouldn't make a game about OCD fun. Right. It's not. Like, no yeah. one said it was. Right. <laughs> I never said this game was fun. I just yeah. said I want you to buy it. They spend a lot of money in right, publishing. Right. Oh, there are right. plenty of games that are, that, are, that are very popular and successful that aren't fun. Yeah, right? they're kind of about solving the puzzle or, or, yeah, or figuring out the best system. Or, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But I think it could even be like the, the 
post experience can be fun, but like while you're doing it, it's not necessarily fun. Yeah. Like I think there's a lot of stuff like that where yeah. uh, I think people kind of jump towards assuming that every game is going to be fun, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we still have one other very serious publisher looking at it. I don't mean serious like they're a serious publisher. I mean like they are seriously looking at it. They seem very interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, who we did not pitch to uh, here. This was somebody we got hooked up with. Uh, online a while back through twitter yeah yeah so they're looking at it um and i think that uh depending on what happens with this other company we would likely show it to them in person at gen con and have a conversation about it i won't be at gen con Uh, i will be yeah so i'll make sure to say the game's not fun (laughs) um but but they i think would be more likely to straight up just keep the theme based on some other games they have out um that i think deal with that with 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 more serious topics a little more um so so yeah, so cool. on that side, it's been fantastic, um, super duper exciting. Um, so yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked, super stoked, stoked. dude. dude. Uh, <laughs> so anybody have any final thoughts about stuff? Um, Origins twenty nineteen, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good to like be around the people that I have kind of like built these relationships with over the last few years. He means me. In this focused way that like only happens at these conventions. You know, like right. being a publisher, I, I like make all these friends that live all over the United States and I only see them like a week out of the year right. in summer camp. Right. So it can be kind of hard to like yeah, yeah. be distanced from people who get you and get what right. you're doing, right. get what you're into. Uh, can make it for a long year sometimes. So, and it's it's kind of been a, a kind of a quiet year for me, like with game stuff, just kind of getting stuff to process, focusing on other stuff. So coming back here, I think, um, is such a refresher. Like to be with the people that give me energy to be excited about this space mm-hmm. in a big way again. It reminds me kind of that. Right. My, my purpose, my why. Right. What's my why? Connecting <laughs> people. Make fun of the why. It's good. I'm not. No, I mean it. I'm just being. It sounds like silly. Like I'm, Live your shit, I'm pouring out my heart here, and uh, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't slept enough. But yeah, um, that's a real then, thing. Uh, just as a reminder, his game uh, Darwin Outs is definitely on Kickstarter at this point. Uh, go back it. So it's real good. Please, thank you very much. Yeah. yeah no, I don't have to say please. Just go back. It. Just do it. It's an order. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get that. Despite my fatigue right now, it is, it's been kind of energizing, right? Like, like I got here, I remember getting here on Thursday and walking in the exhibitor hall and being like, yeah, right, I'm back. Hey, it's this again. I, that's right, I love this. Couch is back, this. baby. <laughs> and then by the end of the day on Thursday, I was like, oh, God, I'm, I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of this. I, why am I doing this? Uh, and then Friday, Friday morning, I was kind of, oh, well, all right, let's go back to the show and played, you know, demoed some stuff, hung out, whatever. And then uh, the afternoon, I went to the science museum. Uh, it's called COSI, C-O-S-I, in case anybody's wondering. Yeah, back back to COSI and, and got got out of there for a little while. And and it's it's a science museum. It's also a, kind of a kids and children's museum. And seeing all those kids run around just being crazy and having an awesome time with all the kids' science exhibits and things. I was like, oh yeah, kid, these kids are having a great time. You know what? I should be having a great time too. Why am I not having a great time? So that was like kind of a reboot for me yep. in my attitude yesterday. Uh, and then I came back with enough time to demo some more stuff. And I was like, yeah, no, no, no. That feeling I had yesterday when I first got here is the feeling I should be feeling. Mm-hmm. And, and I need to I need to enjoy that. 
And you saw Grover. I mean, how does that not turn well, right. your whole everything around? Right, and I think that was part of it, right? That Sesame Street thing was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. allowed him to have the insight that turned the everything around. The child in you came out of that Yeah, I think, I think it's all right. So it kind of, kind of re-energized with some of the excitement. And just, you know, I, we, we talk so much about, about those RPG things that, you know, that when we talk about it, you get so excited and it gets me excited. Yeah. Anyway, it's all right. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, to... my thing was being around Julio signing game after game after game. Like that's energizing. Did he do that again yeah. this year? I don't know. He I came, he came back after, <laughs> he came back after his like first meeting. He's like, yeah, I signed it. Yeah. Oh, no big deal. No He's big like, deal. It's old news to him now signing games. It's just like that's, whatever. that's invigorating. Just be, awesome. just be around yeah. Julio. Yeah. Just, uh, just feed off of his success. Kind of vibe. Yeah. Uh, any other final thoughts from you two? No. Uh, yeah. Go team. Go team. That's it, Mike. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. I thought you didn't have any more thoughts. I, I didn't think anyone had any more thoughts, so right. I was going to say something for the end, but you just okay, go no. ahead. I was going to say, like, uh, I came into this kind of looking forward to a few different games, uh, prototypes specifically, uh, based on their themes, mm-hmm. and then I came and they didn't really have themes the way that I thought they would be, mm. and I found, I actually saw a few different a few different games I was looking forward to, both published and unpublished, and that kind of was, like, confusing for me. So, I don't really know where to go with that, but, like, I thought that was kind of weird to have a theme let down. Because I feel like we've been... Everyone's been so good about themes. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. been so good about themes. Yeah, we were sitting there today while we were doing um, uh, Coronations, and I could hear this guy sitting at the table behind us explaining this game about Hollywood and about making movies yeah. to people. And I swear, he spent the first 40 minutes of that explaining how to play the game. And I was like, oh, like my first thought was, oh, he's got a game about making movies in Hollywood. I feel like there's two of those at every Unplugged event I go to. There is. That's a real common theme. And then, then I like look at my at my phone, I realize it's been almost 40 minutes, and he's still explaining that. That might be a theme mismatch, yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. That's not... Well, that's... I mean, if it takes that long to explain your game, that's that's rough. That's, that's a rough. problem in general, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Anyway... So I was going to say, we'll be back to a regularly scheduled normal episodes again after this yeah. until Gen Con. So, yeah. yeah. Though I think we will have some more guests on. Let's talk about the iron design. Uh, so, oh, yeah, yeah. We need to do some more of that. More so IDC far, planning. we've only given you a little bit of information. Now that Origins is over, we need to actually start making more concrete plans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got several rounds built. It's going to be great. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. Well, that's all we got tonight, Builders. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, 770-TEL-BTG at J.A. Slingerland at Poorly underscore Design at Podcast BTG at Potted Meat is Neil at Green Couch Games is uh, Jason Katarski. Uh, that's probably enough. Yeah, probably. Okay. Good night. Good night. Good night. We're going to go to bed now. All of us together. <laughs> Was that in the in the Charlie Chocolate Factory? Oh yeah, with the people. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what guitar skin are basically like. <laughs> <laughs>
Dial 770-TELL-BTG. Please don't use the email. <laughs>